With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol Jean. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. everywhere as we schmooze coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the flight deck here as we soar on the red eye all night long from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Hope all is good in your world. We like to say in these parts that if you're listening to a sports talk radio show at this time live, Things can't be that bad, right? I mean, it could, could always be worse. So our lead this hour comes from Pro Bouncy Ball. It was a made-for-television extravaganza. The matchup billed as the Battle of L.A. How did that turn out? Uh, no contest. No contest. The Clippers mollywopped, poloxed the Lakers in an epic curb snopping of a beat down there. The people's team beating the Hollywood squad. Kawhi Leonard, if you saw the game, you know this. He had 24 points. And uh, I mean, people were concerned about Kawhi's health. He looked great. Looked great. Seven Clippers in double figures. And the, the Clippers move into the number three spot for now, ahead of Denver in the West. And if this game wasn't on TV, let me tell you what would have happened. All right, let me tell you exactly what would happen if this game was not on TV. Uh, they would have implemented the mercy rule and ended it early, uh, taking the Lakers out to pasture. Now, the Lakers did, to be fair, I mean, they did lead 2-0. They did lead 2-0 and then trailed the rest of the game. So for, for a brief moment, when it was 2-0, if they had stopped the game then, the Lakers would have won. They didn't. The Clippers led by as many as 25 points. 25 points. Uh, let's, uh, let's look at the season series between the Lakers and Clippers. How did... How did that turn out for the for the Lakers? No. Yeah. Uh, and special kudos. We're not going to spend all this time talking about the game, but special kudos to Contavious Caldwell Pope, who was at minus 29 on the plus minus, and Alex Caruso at minus 25. I hope they give both those guys long-term contracts. Starting backcourt for the defending bubble champs. 
outscored by 54 points. That is impressive. So with the outcome never in doubt, the subplot takes center stage. Now, what is the subplot? It involves the unibrow. Did you hear what happened early in the game? About nine minutes in the game. Maybe you missed it. The Lakers often injured center, Anthony Davis, the big man, forward-center combo, was dinged up early in the first quarter. He stumbled and bumbled back on the perimeter, and he connected with those rotating advertising signs we see in all these basketball arenas, and then went tumbling down, withering in pain. The agony grabbing his ankle. He would not return. He would not return. Now, the Lakers claimed that it was actually back spasms that caused Anthony Davis to miss the balance of a key game down the stretches. The Lakers are free-falling, free-falling. So let us discuss the question. Let's just get the initial reaction. Initial reaction to the latest injury for Anthony Davis. And here we go again. Deja vu. And I'm not talking about the strip club. Deja vu. I've got my observations. Benjamin Franklin, childhood toy, and vocal cords. And we will fasten all of these things together into an adequate, adequate monologue. Now, I will spell all of this out to you. So uh, to begin with, we're obviously skeptical by nature, right? By nature, doing sports radio, it's better to be skeptical than be a Pollyanna. So as we are skeptical... We look at this story and we say, well, you know, Anthony Davis, it looked like he was grabbing his ankle. He said, hey, you know, it's it's not my ankle, it's my back. Let's make believe that's true. Let's make believe this is not some spin. The spin cycle, like spin cycle Regina, our caller from Minnesota. And the Laker PR staff is being 100% honest, and Anthony Davis isn't lying at all. Okay, Anthony Davis has had issues with his entire body. There's nothing on the man's body that has not been injured at one point or another. Everything. So if you go to the injury chart, and I've done that for you, if you go to the injury chart, Anthony Davis, he's no stranger to having lower back issues. In fact, he has missed 15 games throughout his career due to spinal issues over the years. And those problems with your back are known to linger. They haunt you like a phantom is what they do. And it was the great Benjamin Franklin, one of the forefathers before wokeness in America. And Benjamin Franklin said, in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death, taxes, and Anthony Davis on the trainer's table because those things are guaranteed. If you want fragility, if you want dependability, a commitment to be damaged, that is Anthony Davis in a nutshell. Now, in addition, You can add this latest episode, and we don't know for sure how bad it is, but we do know it's another negative injury story, right? Another episode here to pile on. We got a big pile of doctor notes from Anthony Davis, and you can just put another one on, right? Just put another one on, and I I determined this a while back, but I was reminded of it watching Anthony Davis limp off the court here. His favorite childhood toy. You know what his favorite childhood toy was? Humpty Dumpty. He had a little Humpty Dumpty doll. It's his doppelganger. In fact, A.D. is the living, breathing embodiment of Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the Laker trainers and all the Laker doctors couldn't put Humpty together again. He'll come back, and then it's going to happen again. I don't doubt he'll be back playing, and he'll get hurt again. Can't depend on the guy unless you're depending on an injury. We know how this story is going to end. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. As William Shatner told me, checkmate, cue the closing credits. Cue them. Last observation. So you parlay the LeBron James gimpy ankle. We did a monologue about this the other day. We're hearing that LeBron will not be healthy again the rest of the season and postseason. So you have a tsunami of fragile. A tsunami of fragile. And someplace, we're not sure exactly where, I haven't been there in a long time, but somewhere in the bowels of Staples Center, 
in downtown L.A., there's, uh, there's movement that's taking place. It's not some rat crawling around, some other critter. All right. Now, we know it's not over, but the fat lady is stretching, and she's warming up her vocal cords right now. She's getting those vocal cords ready to go. You hate to see it. You really hate to see it, unless you don't, right? Uh, I cannot wait to enjoy some LeBron James-flavored schadenfreude. Right? And Anthony Davis can be a big part of that. Uh, taking joy out of the misfortune of the Lakers. And, you know, it's, it's wrong to say turnabout is fair play unless it's okay. And uh, you know, some Clipper payback here in spades. We'd, we'd be okay with that. Now, for you historians, I've already gotten some messages. In the, the game's only been over for a short time, relative short times before our radio show started. And for you historians who are like, oh, the Lakers aren't 100%. You can't be braggadocious about that because the, you know, the Lakers didn't have all their players. It's bull crap. If the Clippers, let me be very clear here. I'm going to spell this out to you, okay? If the Clippers end up winning a championship because LeBron James is limping and Anthony Davis has bags of ice all over his body and you go down the list and Chris Paul should go snap, crackle, pop for the Suns and he's down for the count. And you go to every top, if Luka Doncic suddenly has a boo-boo and can't play, and the Clippers end up winning, that is a more legitimate championship than what the Lakers had last year. So do not be an ignorant fool. It is how sports work. It's a war of attrition. You've got the micro and the macro. And the perfect analogy for you, right? For, for those of you that are pushing back, well, the Clippers shouldn't take credit if they win. The other team's not healthy. Bull, bull crap, right? Short term. People will bust the balls of the Clippers and say, well, you won, but only only won because of X, Y, and Z. But remember the long game, right? The macro, the long game, no one's going to remember. And the great example of this, the Toronto Raptors with Kawhi Leonard. The real reason they won that championship was because the Golden State Warriors came apart at the seams. That run by Toronto was fueled by snap, crackle, pop. And while it's only been a few years since that championship, and we certainly remember it right now what happened, you think 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when you look back and you just kind of scroll through basketballreference.com and look at who won the championship, you think you're going to worry about, well, what exactly happened? Give me the breakdown. Well, how did the Raptors win? No! No! That's not how it works. So again... Should the Clippers win? I'd have no problem with it. I'd have no if they end up winning because everyone else falls apart by the wayside, that's fine. I'm good with that. I'll take that right now. Where do I sign? I'll give you my John Hancock right now. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. An arch. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening angel no longer welcome in the beginning of another hour the ben maller show we are in the air everywhere as we round robin coast to coast border to border and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of fsr emanating live from inside the theater the theater of the mind the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Good to have you along as we hang out here and kill time. We are just merely background noise in the overnight. But our lead this hour coming from the transaction wire of Major League Baseball, specifically the end of the road for a burly Hall of Fame-bound slugger, at least in his current location. na 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 Hey, hey, goodbye to Albert Pujols. He gone. Now, if you didn't hear about this, and I don't know how you could have missed it, but maybe you were not paying attention, you were living in a in a vacuum, the Angels, shocking many hard-o baseball observers by disrespecting the game and designating Albert Pujols, the DH slash first baseman, for assignment, which is a kind way of saying, you're fired. Yeah. They don't say you're fired. They just say, we're releasing you. We're setting you free. You're fired. Yeah. Uh, Now, Pujols was in his lame duck season in Anaheim. He is on a 10-year, $250 million contract with a bunch of bonus years after that as an ambassador to the team. And that'll be awkward. Uh, Pulos was uh, was batting on the interstate. He was hitting a buck ninety eight and looked about as washed up as washed up can be. And with a thirty million dollars salary, nobody is going to claim Albert Pulos the contract. So he will be free to go somewhere else if he wants to, and then try to find a new home at age forty one with terrible offensive numbers and a trend line going down, down, down. It's like the limbo. How low can you go? So let us discuss, now that this is finito and done, final letter grade, what final letter grade do we put on the Albert Pujols $250 million contract with the Halos? So the Mallow Report card, now I'm going to start out with the Angels, F minus. Now, 
For Albert Pujols, there's a different report card for Albert. I can't give Albert an A. I can't give him an F or a D. I'm giving him a B. A B-plus for Albert Pujols, and I'll explain why. Now, my thoughts on this, you've got the traffic app, Faustian, and boxing. And we will lock all of these things together back. Back when you were in school, you had to lock your locker. Remember that back in the day? All right, now, first of all, the Angels, at the time they picked up Albert Pujols, uh, I, I was in the same chair I'm in right now. Well, actually, I was in a different chair, but I, the same microphone. Basically, the same microphone. And uh, I remember being very skeptical at the time. But the Angels were celebrating this, that they had added one of the faces of baseball, that Albert Pujols was one of the preeminent stars of the game. It's hard to argue with that. He was in St. Louis. The man was beloved. The Cardinal fan base had canonized him. Pujols was on his way to sainthood. Ironically, though, when he joined the team called the Angels, Right, guy on his way to St. Louis. Guy joins a team called the Angels, and his traffic app took him on the uh, highway to hell, at least in terms of performance. Now, the bigger problem is that Albert Pujols went from being the premier slugger in the game to not even good, just kind of eh most of the time. And it's not like this was hard to predict, right? We. We said this, right? We got this one right. This is one we got right. That's why you're not trolling me. We were cynical, as we said, when the deal was initially signed. We we looked at the math. We said, okay, look at his age. And then look at the typical production and how the decline works over a certain age. The Angels ignored all of that. Albert was getting close to his expiration date. For the same reason, you wouldn't pay top dollar for filet mignon that you had to eat for a decade but you knew it was about to go bad in a week. But the Angels did. They paid top dollar for that prime rib, and they knew it was going to go bad soon, but they kept eating it, and they finally had enough. Now, they call it your athletic prime for a reason, and outside of a few exceptions, some of them fueled by a cocktail of goodies, uh, the athletic prime is somewhere in your, your late 20s to early 30s when everything comes together, your, your body's in good shape, your mind is there, and you dominate. And then after the age of 32 or 33, depending on who you talk to, it's, it's usually a slow decline. Sometimes it's a fast decline. But the, the halos have not been relevant since Albert Pujols arrived. He was supposed to galvanize the team. Did he galvanize the Angels? Did he catapult the team? Did he captivate the fan base? No, 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 no. This is an abject failure on all of those fronts. And if you look at it dollar for dollar, now I'm going to be fair here. Albert Pujols does not have the worst contract in baseball history, but he's got a seat at the table, and right now Chris Davis is passing him some biscuits. Okay, Chris Davis of the Orioles. Now, in 11 seasons, just to give you an idea, just to to pat myself on the back more, in 11 seasons with the Redbirds, Albert Pujols had a war. What is a war? Wins above replacement. That is an indicator the nerves tell us on how good you are. Well, in St. Louis, Albert Pujols had a war of 81.2. 81.2. Now, for comparison's sake, in the side-by-side comparison, in nine-plus seasons at the Big A with the Halo, Albert Pujols, had a wins above replacement of 5. 6. 5.6. 5.6. 81.2 to 5.6, the decline. But wait, there's more. It gets even worse. This is known as the pylon, by the way. From what I was reading earlier, his best Halo season for wins above replacement, Albert Pujols, was 3.3 in 2011. That was the first year coming over from Missouri. So 3.3 in 2011. And his worst season was uh, minus two back in 2017. But the average contribution by Albert Pujols in an Angels uniform wins above replacement when you do the math on it, 0.6. He was barely above just a a replacement-level player. And that adds up, if you do the arithmetic, the Maller math, to a spectacular F-minus for the Angels. Now, secondly, on the other side of the aisle is Albert Pujols. And he knew exactly what he was signing up for. People told him, don't do it, don't do it. He did it. And for Albert Pujols, this was a 
Faustian bargain. He was willing to sacrifice his baseball soul in order to satisfy a limitless desire for Mula. I no no I can't imagine buyer's remorse. Now, if he thought, Pujols, that it was going to be different, then he's a fool. And I think the reason I'm going B plus and not A. Because financially it's an A, but I, I I do believe somewhere deep down Albert Pujols was so cocky and confident that he thought he was going to strut into Anaheim, walk down the catwalk, do a pirouette, and everyone was going to bow down, and the Angels were going to be great, and, and he was going to turn the team around, and none of that happened. So I go B-plus on that because ultimately the money is the most important thing, and Pujols traded his celebrity, his, his status with the Cardinals for, as Randy Moss would say, straight cash homie. Uh, and listen, it's not that bad. The Angels were, were terrible while he was there, but he got to live in one of the most beautiful parts of America, right on the Pacific Ocean, from what I understand there, in Orange County. And instead of wearing a baseball cap while he played with the Angels, he actually, a lot of people don't know this because they didn't see the games, he actually wore a lampshade on his head because he was the forgotten man, Albert Pujols. You talk about being incognito. Now, St. Louis is not a big media market. They're not. But in comparison to the attention, the media coverage, it's like going from Broadway and performing on Broadway to performing on uh, you know, the, the country fair at Yeehaw Junction. That's essentially where you've gone here, considering the attention. Now, in recent years, Pulos has, we've said he's been a pushover, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's not about performance. It's about pension uh, or 401k. And unless there is some big revelation, some list that comes out, and he's tied to it involving PEDs. Outside of that, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer, Albert Pujols. All right, final word. So some have asked, what are the chances that King Albert ends up back with the Cardinals or uh, another contender? Now, we are going to dust off here the Maller wheel of speculation in a minute, but first of all, I will spitball the odds of Albert Pujols landing a gig in baseball with a contender at plus 400. Now, if you're not a gambler, that implies a 20% chance. I'm going 20%. And now, since the designated hitter is not in the National League, you can immediately trim off half of the teams in baseball. right? So you eliminate about half the teams. So let's do it right now. Let's spin the Maller wheel of speculation. For Albert Pujols and his next destination, round and round, big money, no whammy, no whammy, stop! All right. I've got, on the wheel of speculation, it says right there, it says, Sock and Sock, Bronx and Tribe. That's what it says. All right, so I've got the White Sox. Now, I have the White Sox on the wheel of speculation here as the favorite, mainly because of nepotism. And judging by the week that Tony La Russa's had, if you really want to get some more love from the White Sox fan, you've just said you didn't know a rule when you're hired as the, the genius of baseball rules, La Russa. So go out and hire your favorite son from the St. Louis days and that nepotism, right? That nepotism. Tony La Russa has a bond with Albert Pujols. The White Sox uh, played the Angels recently. They were hugging it out. Southsiders, now they don't need him. That's the problem with this. They don't need him, but never underestimate the power of friendship. And it's not what you know, as we always say, it's who you know. That's the key to life. And so I've got the White Sox at the top. The Red Sox actually make more sense from a strategic baseball standpoint. They could easily shift J.D. Martinez from D.H. to first base. They've got this guy, Bobby Dahlbach, who's playing first base. But you could rotate Pujols if you want to play him. If you're willing to play him every day, you could put Pujols out there with Martinez, and at least rotate them. I'm tossing the Yankees out because this is the kind of a move that the Yankees would make when the late patriarch of the franchise, the boss, was around. Now, the the sequel is not the equal here. The kids, they have Giancarlo Stanton as the designated hitter. They've got Mike Ford, the Yankees do, playing first base right now. So Pujols would have to be willing to have a limited rotating type role. If he's open to that, which it doesn't sound like he is, then there's a possibility there. And then the the Cleveland Indians are on the list because of need. They don't have a great first baseman. They don't have a great designated hitter. Terry Francona loves himself some seasoned veterans. But I just want to be clear, considering Albert Pujols' performance, 
he has no business playing for a good team or even a bad team the way he's played. And in boxing jargon, he's the aging heavyweight Albert Pulos who can barely hold his trunks up just out there going through the motions, getting that paycheck. Well, now the money the money's guaranteed. So just don't discount that the, the, the new laundry will give Albert Pulos some kind of brief bump because I am a believer in what's known as the dead cat bounce, right? There's that temporary recovery after a big fall, but that recovery is short-lived. That term actually comes from Wall Street, and uh, they, they call it the dead cat bounce because if you – you drop a dead cat off a building, it will bounce. It will absolutely bounce. Well, that's kind of morbid. I think Hayes liked that joke. Our guy Hayes in Minnesota liked that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. You get this nothing. is when hey. Ben gets grilled. Well, that's what's going to happen. So do we have to even do it? I mean, yeah. Good day, 
sir. Rip the Lakers and the Angels so far. There's no chance I pass. Go ahead, Coop. Uh, I don't know how many times I have to prove that I judge solely on this. Uh, Mike wow. Budenholzer is a two-time coach of the year, and since he has taken over in Milwaukee, the team has gone 157-63. and 63. Now, despite all of that, it's being reported that he is likely to be fired if the Bucks don't at least make a deep run into the Eastern Conference Finals. Ben, is uh, Budenholzer uh, leading the Bucks next season? Well, he's facing double trouble, right? Because the Bucks have they do have to go all, you know, to the NBA Finals. In, but he has to get an extension or they got to fire him because he's going to be a lame dog. He's got one year left on his contract, and they can't. They can't get rid of any, you know, Giannis is locked up, so they got to make a change to the coach. So I think he's done. Next. After taking Trey Lance at number three, Kyle Shanahan told the media that they were set on Lance the whole time. However, one NFL insider says that's not the case, and the team traded up for Mac Jones, but ended up caving to outside pressure. Do you buy that? Yeah, I buy the theory. Kyle Shanahan was sending out all kind of cryptic messages. He was very evasive and elusive about the draft, and it's... This is not one of the, the most gripping mysteries of the Western world, the way the 49ers handled it. They should have just stayed at number 12. They could have gotten a quarterback. Instead, they traded up. They better hope Mac Jones sucks. Next. Ben, if you could own any record in all of sports, which would you choose? All right. So I would have, in basketball, the Rasheed Wallace, uh, 41 technicals. That will never be broken uh, in the NBA. And then in baseball, Cy Young, five, 511 wins. I don't think we're going to see a 300-game winner in my lifetime again. I'd be surprised if we do. So that's 200 wins plus that Cy Young had. So those would be the two unbreakable records. How do we do, Kubaloo? You fail. I asked for one. You gave two. I asked for one. Oh, see that? Look at that. What a douche. Douchey McDouche. Right over there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. That is Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week each and every week at about this time. At about this time, we give you Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. This portion of the Ben Maller Show is made possible by Discover Card. We believe a better tomorrow is possible for everyone Discover something brighter. So a little disclaimer for you. We just give this out because every once in a while, there's someone that comes into our store here that doesn't have a sense of humor and doesn't want to laugh and gets upset. So if you're easily offended by marginal crappy comedy, this is probably not for you. But this is a segment dedicated to people that like to laugh, have a good time. It's the middle of the night. Just have some fun here. And these are all jokes sent in by listeners like yourself. Regular people, security guards, truck drivers, bus drivers, police officers, criminals, drug addicts, recovering drug addicts, you name it. We got everybody. It's a melting pot in the Maller Militia, and we're all welcome. We just bust each other's balls. So it's Big Man's Lame Jokes of the Week, and here we go. Uh, how, do you, how do you bankrupt America? I, I don't know. How do you bankrupt America? You give Lizzo an EBT card. Gordon in Tacoma. What do Lizzo and DMX fans have in common? Uh, I I don't know. What do they have in common? A heavy heart. (laughs) (laughs) It's not right, John the Jailer. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) If Lizzo officiated a game for the Yankees, what would her nickname be? Uh, I don't know. What would her nickname be? The Umpire State Building. <laughs> That's from Inca Terror, a classically trained pianist and composer from upstate New York. Have you heard the saying that uh, it's what's on the inside that counts? I have heard that saying, yes. Yeah, that's why Lizzo enjoys having the inside skinny. <laughs> All right. Uh, why did Lizzo think she could start to fly? Uh, I, I don't know. Why would she think that? Well, she heard that you can order buffalo wings, so she got excited about that, yeah. Oh, come on. That was bad. That's Bill from Iowa. Sent that one in. Blame him. He's a Cub fan. He's, he's in a, a daze still because the Cubs kicked the snot out of the Dodgers this week. He's very excited about that. Great moments in Cubs history. All right. There was a four-hour wait in the drive-thru at the White Castle grand opening in Orlando. Did you see this? I did not see that. Yeah, the wait time was back to normal after Andy Reid got his order, so it was uh, pretty good there. 
George. I have never been to White Castle. Yeah, I've been to White Castle. Same here. Yeah. There's one in Vegas. When you go to Vegas City, you can go to the White Castle. It's in one of the hotels on the strip there. Racist. <laughs> okay, that's, that's true. You shouldn't eat there, Eddie. Racist. It's not right. They're going to have to change their name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All of the restaurants Dick and Dayton eats at, like White Castle and the Cracker Barrel and all those places. <laughs> he just can't Racist. eat there anymore. Yes. All right. Uh, do you know who doesn't celebrate Mother's Day any longer? Uh, I don't, no, I don't know who doesn't celebrate Mother's Day anymore. That'd be Aaron Rodgers' mom. That's uh, you know, that's just doesn't happen. That's, uh, that's, Gary, he definitely doesn't celebrate it. Uh, Gary from Youngstown sent that one in. Why did Aaron Rodgers stand out at the Kentucky Derby? Uh, why is that? Apparently, he was the biggest horse's ass there, so <laughs> yeah. he stood out right there. Now, reports say that was from Eakin, Roseville, Minnesota. Reports say Bill Belichick had the munchies during the first round of the NFL draft. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently he was jonesing for a Big Mac. <laughs> Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Koopa Loop, you got any jokes for us, Coop? I, I, I got some here. Okay. Uh, what's the difference between Caitlyn Jenner and Phylexis? Yeah, I, I don't know. Three toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's from, uh, from the Inca Terror. It's a good one. All right. Uh, Deshaun uh, J- Watson uh, jokes. We got a few of those. Why wasn't Deshaun Watson able to force a trade from the Texans? Uh, why is that? Well, he thought he could do it himself, but it turns out he needed some help pulling one off. <laughs> so, James the Machinist. Why does Deshaun Watson have trouble making friends? Uh, I don't know. Why? Well, apparently he feels that people just rub him the wrong way. It's uh, it's awkward. It's Rick. <laughs> or the right way. <laughs> Rick in Northridge uh, in SoCal here. Uh, why do Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, or what do what do Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson have in common? I don't know. What do they have in common? They are two quarterbacks who are desperate for a happy ending. <laughs> so, it's Tom from the OC there in Fullerton. What is the difference between Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers? There's, again. What's the difference? I don't know. What's the difference? Well, Houston didn't have to tell Deshaun to beat it. So that's uh, just did that on his own. That's a Chip from Maine. Very funny man, Chip from Maine. Why did the Houston Texans forgive Deshaun Watson? I don't know why. Because he apologized for all the friction that he caused. <laughs> He's just, they just write themselves, Eddie. They just write themselves. Did you hear all of Deshaun Watson's merchandise is on sale? I didn't know that, no. Yeah, his sweatpants are half off. (laughs) 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 That's the problem. Uh, Chip from from Maine there, outstanding. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, If Justin Cooper isn't the best radio producer, then what is he? I don't know. What is he? He's definitely high on the list. High on the list. That's a surfer Todd, the comedian. Anything else, Coop? Well, Ben, I was going to make a, a joke about uh, Bill Gates' divorce. but that, You were. Yeah, huh? that, that wouldn't be very PC. Uh. <laughs> See what you Thank did you. There. Thank you. Uh, All right. I, I forgot who that was from. I'm sorry. Oh, that's the whole point. These people well, send their on. jokes. I got it. I got it. Uh, the disposable horse napkins? What? Yes, that's the person's name. The disposable horse napkins. <laughs> I got one napkins. from Ozzy Momentum. You have a joke? Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. What's a Mexican's favorite sport? I, I don't know. Cross country. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a joke I couldn't say, but you can't. All right, uh, we will have the rest of Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. We got some Doc Mike jokes, random uh, jokes on people that work here and callers and everything else. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And the lame jokes continue. It's that time of the week. Big men's lame jokes. The week so easily offended. Give us about 10 minutes here. We'll be good. Yes? All right. Thank you. Uh, How does Brian Finley pick up girls after 4 p.m.? I, I don't know. How does he do that? In a van that says free candy on the side. Uh, that's from, from just Josh. What is the difference between Brian Finley and Richard Simmons? <laughs> I don't know what's the difference. One is an annoying flamboyant shut-in, and the other is Richard Simmons. <laughs> Bill from Iowa. 
Did you know that Brian Finley was on the Jerry Springer show? I did not know that. Yeah, big news for Brian. Apparently he found out his girlfriend is actually his sister. Who knew? <laughs> so J-Dot in Utah sent that one in. Thank you, J-Dot. Why does Emmett, the blind Seahawks fan, like it when his girlfriend uh, has an acne breakout? I don't know. Why does he like that? Well, it makes it much easier to read Blind Scott's face. So, <laughs> Oh, jeez. Just Josh. He went there, man. That's a bad job. How dare you? Uh, now that Emmett, uh, Emmett, the blind Seahawks fan, has become semi-famous on the, the, the radio show here, what accomplishment is he aiming for next? Uh, I, I don't know. What is he aiming uh, for? Graduating from puberty, so he's looking. He's looking forward to that. That's a, Chris in Des Moines. And what is the biggest contributor to global warming? Uh, I don't know. What is the biggest contributor to global warming? Apparently, fats in Philly convinced Lizzo to light her stomach on fire. So that so Gordon in Tacoma. You got anything over there, Coop? Nah. All right, Coop's out of the show. Did you hear that half pint? was accused of stealing from Walmart and tried to flee from the police. I did hear that, yeah. Yeah, she and the police were involved in a high-speed chase, Eddie, and the authorities said at one point they clocked her tractor going eight miles an hour. <laughs> so it was really dangerous. That's Chris in Des Moines. Now, why did Half Pint kick beer-drinking Brian out of the trailer? Oh, I don't know. Why did she do that? I see. Uh, she caught him eating uh, Juicy Lucy, and that uh, was apparently... <laughs> A problem. That's for Bill from Iowa. That joke never gets old. Uh, let's see here. What did Doc Mike recommend to an injured Kyler Murray? <laughs> well, I think I might know, but no. What did Doc Mike recommend? Uh, tinkle, tinkle, little star. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Chip from Maine again. What is Doc Mike's favorite NBA team? Oh, I don't know. What is his favorite NBA team? The Pistons. Uh, anyway, that's uh, Dave. From Mill Valley, California. Uh, Sir Scratchoff, uh, a, a topic of conversation in these parts. What do you call Sir Scratchoff's birth certificate? Uh, I don't know. What do you call it? Apparently, it's a uh, apology letter from the condom factory. So that's, uh, <laughs> boy, that's just Josh. Uh, why can't Sir Scratchoff keep a squirrel in his pocket? I, I don't know. Why can't he do that? He's got no nuts. That's the problem right there. <laughs> You think he laughs when we do these while he's eating his hot dogs there at the truck stops or scratch off, or you think he just ignores it? I don't it? think he. Uh, I don't think he thinks it's funny. He does not enjoy it. He pretends like he does, though. He says he does. He does. Yeah, he's told. Oh, you can kid about me. I don't care. You know, I can take mm-hmm. it and all that. Yeah. Well, who knows? Uh, did you know that Sir Scratch Off was born on a highway? I didn't know that. No. Yeah, that's where most accidents happen. So that's. Uh, <laughs> Just Josh. These are all just Josh jokes. So why doesn't Sir Scratchoff smile in his family pictures? Uh, why is that? Because his tongue looks like it. It's in jail right there. There you go. All right. Uh, last one on Sir Scratchoff. Did you know that Sir Scratchoff's family tree is cactus? I was unaware of that. Yeah, well, everyone on it, Eddie, is just, uh, I think you can imagine what's on a cactus. Don't <laughs> Go any further there. Uh, Ozzy Momentum had a bunch of Tammy and Montana jokes. Why is Tammy so certain that God wants her and her boyfriend to be together forever? Uh, why is she certain of that? He gave them the same parents. Same parents. So there's that. Uh, Ozzy Momentum. Uh, what's, let's see here. I don't know if I can read that one on the air. Uh, how do you know Tammy and Montana's fat? I don't know. How do you know? She got baptized at SeaWorld. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy's Tammy's breath is so bad. How bad is it? It's so bad when she walks past the clock. It says "tic tac" instead of "tick tock." It's a <laughs> momentum again. Did you hear that Tammy in Montana has two grooms at her wedding? Two rooms at her wedding. Grooms. Oh, grooms. two grooms. C r o o m s. No, I did not hear that she had two grooms. Yeah, one to marry her and one to uh, brush her tail. So is that uh, <laughs> no no restraint? Uh, yeah, let's see who else do we have. Well, why is uh, Jed who fled okay going to jail? Uh, I don't know why is he okay with that. I guess he doesn't need to pay for prostitutes. So there is that. Uh, that's Ozzy momentum. What did uh, Jed uh, say when he dropped his meth pipe? Uh, I don't know what he say. 
Hey, it's a crack pipe. That's uh, Ozzy Momentum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we just leave it there. I don't know if you can get it better than that. There it is. Lame Jokes of the Week. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.